on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Everything that you're going through, have gone through, the listener right now might be feeling the early frustrations of that. They're where you were when you fired the, the whole yeah. crew. And so I, I want them to have encouragement to know that this is something that literally every successful business owner has gone through. A hundred percent. Yeah. At some point, they've got to be like yeah. you and go, okay, I got to do things differently. And because we're entrepreneurs, because we're action takers, it's usually not before we get our first client. Oh yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah. we're well into the business year For two, sure. three, just like you just described, just like the person listening right now. And they're like, this is a whirlwind. You're talking about slowing down to speed up, John. Yeah. And yeah. I ain't got no time. But the reality of it is that they have to make it. And so what would you say to that person right now who just said to themselves, I hear you. I know I need to do it. I've been hearing it. I even maybe know what I need to do, but I, I just went when. Yeah, I'm say? with you. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. All right, everybody. I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I got Mr. John Seaman on the King stage today. My brother, how you yes, doing? Sir. Yes, sir. I'm great, man. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. It is, it is like-minded Thursday. No, not really. That just kind of flowed out. But you are here, <laughs> and bro, you're a king. You're a king in, in the industry. You've done a lot of really cool things in, in a couple of different industries. So I want you to be able to share, but tell us what kind of businesses that you're in now, kind of what, what, what who, who are we talking to today? Yeah, man. Yeah. So I actually own a couple of different LLCs, all in the construction industry. Uh, we started out just doing custom homes. So we've, we've got the custom home division that, that turned into a tree business. So we've got a full line right. tree service. We do grading and demolition. We have a nonprofit that utilizes some of those services to help the community. Nice. Uh, we have a, a development group that we do specs, flips, and um, some multifamily stuff under. Yeah. So yeah, got our fingers in a couple of different directions, but they all kind of rub hands. It's all all totally. one one help the other, you know. Of course, I love that. I love the ancillary. Like, hey, we've been bumping into this. Why don't we? Why don't we add it on? That's There's right. times, obviously, times where those things don't make sense. It's not like you've jumped into every single trade possible. So I maybe want to dig into that a little bit. But before we do that, I want to know you've obviously got a ton going on, dude. Why? Why are you pushing so hard? Um, everyone always asks me, like, what's my why, right? Like, yeah, you know, Simon Sinek's, what's your why? And the easy answer, dude, is just financial freedom. I want to get to a point in my life where I don't have to work every single day, although I feel like I'm a workaholic and I probably won't ever stop. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, the goal is to have freedom. And people say money don't buy you everything and don't buy you happiness and stuff, but it's a lot harder to do stuff without it. Yeah. Uh, I've got two young boys and I'd like to just be able to pick them up and go wherever I want, whenever I want. And with a lot of passive income, you, you can't do that. You know? Can't do that. That's right. I love how, I love the distinction there because the, the, the business that the business is that you have now earning you lots of money, but it's all earned income. That's and 100%. so that, yeah, that distinction yeah. between passive income gives you the real freedom, right? 
That's right, man. Yeah. So until you have money that's making you money while you're sleeping, you've always got a job, no matter how great the business that you have is. You're you're always tied to it. And, and yeah. people say, well, if you build a business, then you can work yourself out of it. And that's passive. But in, in a sense, it is. But in a sense, it's not because you've always got to have your finger on the pulse. You've always got to make the big decisions and you always have to take the risk. So until you literally have passive income, that's you're, you don't have a job, you're not tied to it. Then yeah, you're, it's still earned income. Yep. hundred percent. I love it. <clears throat> We're going to get into a lot of good stuff. I can tell, tell me, tell me kind of how you guys started. I'd love to know, did, how, how did you grow up? Did that play a, pl- a yeah. role in how you got into business? That type of thing. Yeah, it did actually is the, the number one key element. To it. I grew up with working with my dad, who's always done construction. I raced motocross growing up and that's nice. a very expensive sport. And it uh, is and travel and time. <laughs> yeah. And we, we raced the national series. So there's a lot of travel, basically Friday evening to Sunday late night and back to work Monday morning to whatever we made up till Friday went to racing. And so we were, we worked a lot and we, we had to work hard in short amount of time to be able to produce enough revenue to go racing all weekend. And yeah. So just growing up in the construction industry, I knew a lot about it and I, I went off to college to do something else and just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Well, I thought I wanted it to. I'm glad it right. didn't. That's right. Uh, but yeah, decided to come home and start doing some construction on my own. And we did small remodels and additions and roofs and side and stuff like that when we started out. And yeah. That grew bigger and bigger. And I got my GC license and it's just snowballed from there. Is there, is there a time where you've partnered with, with dad or, or is he out of the business now? What's that dynamic look like now? Yeah. Yeah. So actually when I came home, because we had worked together for so long and in, in if there's any father sons listening to this, there's they'll they know number one that they can work no better than with anyone other than their father or son because they've worked together their whole life. Like you, you already know your process, you already know your systems. Yep. You guys don't have to even communicate throughout the day. Right. But if there's anyone else here who's done that, they also know there's a lot of headbutt that goes on, uh, especially when it comes to the business element of it versus just running the job. Sure. Uh, so yeah, when when I first came back, we started it. We called it JC Construction. That's my dad's initials, and uh, we worked together for about two years. And we just kept butting heads and decided our relationship was more important than the business. And we we split yeah. up, and um, he's doing his own thing, and I just kept running the business. So. There you go. Oh, I love I love the honesty there. It and the last thing that you said is that the relationship was was more important. And so I, I think if even if he was listening to this. He'd kind of give a nod, like, "Yeah, yeah, you know what? What unto what? You know, oh, yeah. and unto destroying what? What? What we call father sonship? Gosh, right. right? No, yeah, yeah. It was very mutual. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, we have a great relationship now. We we race together and stuff. Still, don't do any work together. You know, <laughs> it's, it's best to just keep the two separate. Yeah. Well, I think that, that it probably speaks to the the similar qualities, the the strong qualities that that are required to be a good business owner uh, are in are in both of you it's um I, again i don't share a whole bunch on these on these shows about me but i didn't know my dad until i was 24 he didn't know i existed i thought somebody else was my dad and so when we met about 11 years ago we've been building this relationship and i <laughs> i've told him several times that if i had grown up in the house i'm pretty sure i would be a veterinarian slash farmer slash cattleman today because that's what he is right i was right, like right but i also know that I don't know if we'd be doing it together. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially should... after you 
you do a little work together, you know, and you yeah. kind of realize, yeah, like you said, there's, there's definitely strong traits and it's in your DNA. So. It is. It's deep uh, in the DNA. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And it's, it's easier to butt heads with a family member because you don't hold your tongue as much and you're not 100%. as passive and you don't have to be as critical on some things. So you know, right. when something bothers you, you just spit it out and it, someone might get offended by it pretty quick. Yep. It's yeah, all those things we we we've learned in leadership books and stuff that kind of goes out the window. Completely out the window. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's right out the window. Yeah. Is do you think that's why they say kind of like stay away from doing deals with family or friends even? I think that's a huge element of it, but I do think there's this equally large of another element of having that relationship in the past and thinking, well, he's not going to get mad if this happens or that happens. So there's I think there's two very large key elements. I think one is, yeah, they're, they're family and you don't communicate correctly and stuff. But I do think there's also the subconscious of, uh, we have this relationship and if I do this or do that, it'll be okay. So yeah, yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's something I learned very early on because of course you start a business and a lot of your friends and family, either number one will never support you or number two want to support you. And it may not be in the best way. It, and if I do do anything with anyone that I know, we, we help a lot of our, our friends and stuff in the community now because they're, we've become friends with other business owners and stuff. Sure. Everything's very black and white, very contractual. And, and, and we all feel really well about doing that because we want to remain friends after the business transaction. And if it's on yeah. paper, it's much easier to be friends afterwards if there's any confusion about anything. Yeah, it's just good expectation, good communication. It, yep. it if you, if you can address those things ahead of time, <clears throat> and I think that obviously this principle that you're talking about, the reason why I'm kind of pressing this a little bit, it it's probably a struggle in some of these guys that are listening today or some of these gals. Yeah, we do it in yeah, our I'm business. Sure, I'm sure a lot of guys, especially in the construction industry, are are working shoulder to shoulder with a family member. I mean, it's it's very easy, right? Because we're we're all battling this health issue, right? The labor issue, right. and it's very easy to drag your brother-in-law off the couch and say, come to work, man, versus going and hire talent. So when the moment you do that, though, <clears throat> you have to understand there's a whole other element of what you're going to do every day. Yeah. And so I would say that uh, folks that have done that well, it's been like you just said, it's contractual. It's, it's, you're trying to the best of your ability, trying to make sure that it's clear, expectations are clear, just like you would anybody else. Yep. And I think that that might even be the challenge in even in itself is that most guys listening today potentially aren't even doing that with anybody. Yeah. So the potential there's this, there's this revolving door of people or even just revolving door of clients. Expectations are a huge around timelines, around quality, around communication, like all of those things. I'm just even thinking about building a home recently and all the projects that we do through our real estate. It's just like, man, you, you get off on a timeline, you get yep. off on expectations of when things are going to get done or when they don't. And then you just disappear for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. That'll smooth piss somebody off. That's for sure. We, with, with these in our hands all day long, iPhones, smartphones, we live in a, a, a very instant world and communication can happen in a split second and people have grown to expect that. And if we're not communicating like that, then you're right, man, it can snowball really quickly and everything that we do, whether it be contractual or not, has a relationship tied to it. And right. you don't respond to customers or employees or vendors, then yeah, you're right. Dude. People can get pretty upset really quick because of the expectation. Like you said, I mean, it, that's what we expect nowadays. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Well, this is, uh, 
this is a, a different direction than I thought, but I'm loving where we're going here. <laughs> uh, I love I love how we got here from you talking about your pop. I want to know along the way here, most likely if you can go back to before maybe where you are now, before seven figures for sure. I want to know <clears throat> the good decision that you made, something that maybe you stumbled across, maybe it was well thought out, I don't know, but what was that thing that you can think back at moment in time you can think, because I did this, it's led to where I am today. That's a tough one, man. There's been several pivotal moments, and, and I'm happy to share a couple of stories. But before I do, I, I think that I think that you it's very important to recognize that you always have to be looking for opportunities like that. And you have to be very innovative, especially with the world we're living in right now. And one thing I can think off of is an acquisition of another tree service when we when we started getting heavy into the tree work, we made an acquisition of another tree business that was much larger than us. They had all the correct equipment. We were working with a bunch of junk. And uh, it was someone that was just looking to go out. They were retiring, and we bought up all their equipment. And, of course, we could, we got their phone number and stuff, but they were working in a little bit different area than we were. But that was very pivotal on having the right equipment. We already had the guys, and, and that just pushed us a, a lot further along yeah really quickly versus trying to piece all that stuff together someone else had already done all the footwork there yeah yeah i'm a um, huge fan of acquisitions and growing that way i did the same thing with franchises but tell me tell me how, like how did you like did that just come across the deal and you just happened to yeah know actually, this guy or or did you learn this yeah no i i didn't learn it actually the first several years were lots of hits to the chin man i didn't <laughs> you know, i was very foolish and just try to do everything myself yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was actually looking for a specific piece of equipment for the tree work. And okay. that guy had that one piece listed in this whole portfolio. Ah. And seeing the portfolio, and everyone thinks like, man, I've only been working a couple of years. And at that point, man, I think we were only doing four or 500 a year, four or 500 grand a year. And to buy out a whole nother business at first, when I, when I first seen the ad, I was like, no freaking way. Am I going to be able to do this? But uh, digging into it a little bit deeper and stuff like acquisitions aren't like this whole other world you know, to, to, to gain. Like it's, it's, a, it can actually be done pretty easily and you can finance them. And uh, you, if you have all, if you know, you've got the right team, you've got the work coming in and you then can get all the right equipment. Like that was extremely huge for us because right. to finance that acquisition with all the correct equipment was extremely easy. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially with equipment. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But the acquisition, let's say you had had the equipment and he was going out of business, he was selling his list, probably would have been worth less just because no equipment, but still potentially valuable to get right. a list. Yep. Could have been potentially valuable. Maybe he had some guys that were experienced and maybe you only had a couple. Um, yep. Yeah. Lots of different ways. Maybe an acquisition could oh, have yeah. helped you grow for yeah. you as the equipment. It sounds like. Yeah. Acquisitions can help in so many ways especially with the labor we yeah. had the team then and he didn't have as many folks but that could that's like buying a honda or buying a bentley there's a million different deals in between you know yeah. and yeah you know what whatever is going to work best for the person that's looking yeah. and, and there's that could have helped us exponentially in multiple ways but the equipment was really what we were after 100%. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so you were, I think you, the the specific story of the acquisition, I think is fantastic. I think that even what you're saying, you were doing four or 500,000 revenue, didn't feel like a big dog. It's, it's the exact guy who's listening right now. And yeah, you yeah. came across this opportunity. But really, the principle that you're really trying to communicate is that you were paying attention, that, yeah. you, that you took the chance, that you looked into it a little bit further. You're open-minded enough to go, well, shoot, maybe I can. 
yeah 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 i mean at first <clears throat> when it first came across the desk it was like no i doubt we'll be able to make that work especially with the income that we had but i also knew the potential of what we could be doing with the crew with the leads just couldn't get it all done fast enough right so yeah you know we just had an open mind and kept digging into it and he worked with us on a timeline on getting it worked out which a lot of folks will man everyone thinks that everything's so transactional on like happening from a to b but you know, yeah. there is a lot of empathy involved usually when, especially on an acquisition, someone's looking to get out of it and you don't sell your business overnight. So he was, he was willing to work with us. It took us a couple months to make it happen, but it happened and it worked out well. Yeah. Last thing I'll say, and this is probably for you and I and the listener, but the boomers are, are in that place right there. They've been yep. building their business, the tree yep. business, the, the whatever business. Yep. And, and they probably don't really realize that it's worth a whole lot and it may not be worth a whole lot outside of the list, the equipment, the people, because of the way that they've built it. There's no systems. Yeah. Maybe they've been the main person, that type of thing. So there, there's, there's some major value. Not only is there going to be a bunch of opportunity coming, but then there's going to be some major value just because they're probably going to be scenarios that are going to be majorly undervalued due to those things that I just mentioned. So it's kind of like roll up your sleeves and get ready and, and let's, let's make some acquisitions. Let's flip the coin though and go to the bad decision. I want to know what, what happened along the way. I'm sure there's been multiple, but that, oh, yeah. that, that moment where just it all about fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that, I can attest to my own leadership. There's been several in times, a good way or a bad way and <laughs> in, in a, in a bad way in a, in a bad way for sure. Because when I started this, it, it, I mean, I was the guy like I was right. doing everything and we've had explosive growth, man. I mean, we grew very, very quickly and I was the one out there fighting the fires all day long and just That's right. had a bunch of help with me to get it all done. And there's been several points where I've just gotten so frustrated in my own lack of systems and procedures that I've not put in place that I've just come in and like, I've let whole groups go at one time, multiple times, actually. Wow. Which was extremely foolish on my part. And it was, it was, my own do you know, yeah. that, that led to that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's, there's been many moments that I've gotten frustrated and let someone go and then took a step back and well, like, I might've just messed up. And, and, and the frustration again was, was built by myself. But yeah. if there was, if there was something that I should have been doing from the beginning uh, that I'd have to put my finger on it, it for sure would be putting systems and procedures in place on every single thing I did from day one. And because I didn't do that, it just builds up to these frustration points where it's just like, I can't do all this at one time. Yeah. And, well, and, and so you've created a downward loop, right? Like you, you, you don't yeah. take the time to do the procedure. So you get busy. Yeah. And so then you get you, you and your crew doing the thing, but it's all over the place because you haven't done the systems and procedures. Yeah. And they seem unorganized, which frustrates you or things get dropped, quality, whatever it is, <clears throat> you let them go. And now you don't have systems and you don't have a team. So you're back That's to right. doing everything yourself. hundred percent. And this is what happens with people over and over and over and over again. So what was the, what was the moment for you where you were like, okay, this is me. It's a problem with me and I got to fix it. So you had to almost like slow down enough to fix you and then yeah. do your systems and procedures. Yeah, which is extremely hard to do when you're running at 200 miles per hour because you've had explosive growth. Yeah, <clears throat> it's very, very hard to do after you build it. Right? There's an expression that it's it's much harder to turn around a larger ship than a smaller one. Right. 
it was one of those moments where I let a, a lot of guys go and I had a couple of days of just idle time to think about what was my next move. And I thought, well, this is, this is my own doing. These guys don't know what to do and I've not set the right expectation or gave them the guidelines. And so the last, and this takes years to do if you built a business and yeah. you start writing the stuff down after that. So for the last couple of years, that's what we've been working on is just writing down everything that we're doing out in the field because yeah. we now have this enormous thing everything in the field has to be documented everything in the office has to be documented all the all everything that you do from start to finish of each job all has to be right. documented so that when you hire new guys you can give them this set of guidelines like hey this is what we're looking for this is what we expect this is how to do it this is how to be successful here yep. and if you don't have that then you can't be mad at them for not being successful yeah so yeah, I was just sitting in one of those moments and, and reflecting on why isn't this going right? That in a lot of mentorship as well. I was going to say, because you've been in that moment before. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's I right. Mean, if, you're, if you're like me, like we've been there two or three times and then it's like, oh, dang, Multiple like, times, yeah. don't, don't, maybe it's me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone holds themselves up on this pedestal, right? <laughs> so the, definitely the first couple of times I was like, I'm not the problem. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is with these guys. Why they, they just can't, can't get it together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But if you don't give them the guidelines of what you're looking for and how to be successful, then yeah, dude, it is on you. And, it, and, and also no one wants to admit that they're wrong either, right? So it took a little while for me to swallow the pride and say, all right, I need to, I need to fix something. Hey, kings and queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, <laughs> all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Yeah, I just I just want to take a, a pause here and highlight your vulnerability, man. Everything that you're going through, have gone through, the listener right now might might be feeling the early frustrations of that. They're where you were when you fired the, the whole yeah. crew. Yep. And so I, I want them to have encouragement to know that this is something that literally every successful business owner has gone through. 100%, yeah. At some point, they've got to be like yeah. you and go, okay, I got to do things differently. And because we're entrepreneurs, because we're action takers, it's usually not before we get our first client. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, it's, yeah. we're well into the business, year For two, sure. three, just like you just described, just like the person listening right now. And they're like, this is a whirlwind. You're talking about slowing down to speed up, John. Yeah. And yeah. I ain't got no time. But, the reality of it is that they have to make it. And so what would you say to that person right now who just said to themselves, I hear you. I know I need to do it. I've been hearing it. I even maybe know what I need to do, but I, I just went, when? Yeah, I'm say? with you. I'm with you. And, and I was in that, in that same phase probably for a year or two when I was like, okay, I know that I'm lacking systems and procedures, but I, I literally don't have the time to let my foot off the fuel to stop and write it down. Dude, all I can say is that you have to make the time because if not, you're going to be in the same boat. Like it's like it's literally impossible for you to get out of that same situation if you yeah. don't make the time to do it. And so 
one thing that we're working on that makes this process a whole lot easier is literally just pulling out a, a, a some kind of video recording device. Exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. Phone. Anything. Yep. And and literally just record what you're doing. Yep. It's so much easier to do it that way than sitting down and writing down step A to three hundred and fifty when you're doing a job. Yep. Yep. And it, it can be as simple as putting up YouTube videos of what you your DIY process of doing the job because then it couples as advertisement as well. Right. And then when you have new hires, just down and watch some of your YouTube videos and stuff. Or if you're sending them out to do a, a kitchen remodel and you've documented one of your own kitchen remodels in the past, say, hey, this is what we're going to be doing this week. If you want to take a minute to watch our couple minute YouTube video, then you're going to know our process. Yep. But yeah, I mean, my, my advice would be figure out a way or else you're never going to get out of that situation. And no one wants to be there forever. No. Yeah, nobody does. You, you gave a super practical way to do that. I'm glad you said it. I was thinking it while you were talking. And so I'm glad you got to that point of just re- hit, hit the record button. Just yep. whatever it is that you're doing, just just record it. Plus also the, con- the consumption of that information, the person that you're hiring, rather than giving them a checklist to read, although I would suggest still taking the video, having someone in the office or a VA yep. create a, the actual checklist, but they're going to want to watch video anyway. So just create the video. The, the mindset that you gave, though, around greater or lesser desire goes deeper than just creating SOPs, right? It's you need to do something, but you're not doing it because of greater or lesser desire. This is what I mean. You right. talked about for a year and a half or so, you know you needed to do it, but it wasn't a big enough priority. You just, it was a lesser desire. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you got so clogged up in there where you're like, okay, enough is enough. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, like yeah. you literally couldn't. You couldn't even turn the wheel anymore. And that's usually what stops us is that we are forced to stop because there's so much chaos or you drop the ball or you lose a $100,000 job or something like smacks you across the face. And my encouragement to you coming from John right now is don't do that. Stop right now. Do what John just said. Create these things, even if it's just the recordings of it and email it to yourself, put it in a folder. Um, It will help smooth all these things out and you don't have to get to that place where john and i did where we're like literally cranking so hard to push past and it forces us to stop would you add anything there john yeah man one one thing i would love to say about it is the the first 20 times you pull your phone out and you start recording yourself or your guys it's gonna be uncomfortable yeah but after after several times of doing it it your phone just becomes another person in the room It, it you have to it's just like starting anything else new Yep. It's definitely uncomfortable at first, but get through that first couple of times, man. And it's very easy. And then it becomes fun, especially when you get your team involved and stuff and, and, and they become interactive with it. it. It can become a lot of fun. And that is your way out of the, the, the entrepreneurial in the field guy trap. Yeah. hundred <clears throat> percent. It's what we, what we call the fast track to freedom. That's right. That's right. Cause you can't, you can't have it without it. Okay. So. We, we've kind of transitioned naturally into my next question already, but I want to go ahead and ask you just to see if there's anything else that pops into your brain. I want to know about any disciplines or processes that you maybe put decisions through now. We've talked a lot about SOPs and having kind of like this checklist and guidelines. Is there anything else that you would think about? Like when you're thinking about making decisions that you would, what's, what's the checklist or guideline for that? Business decisions, you mean? Yeah, or, or life. Yeah, yeah. I guess a lot of it kind of ties back into the leadership element. A lot of the, the decisions that I make moving forward now are how is this going to affect the team versus how is this going to affect me? 
uh, or the business because right. really without a super solid team, if you want to grow, especially the, the conversation we're having seven figures, you have, you're only as good as your weakest member of the team, actually not just your team. So every decision that you make business wise or life really needs to be, how is this going to affect the team and how's it going to affect the downline? Um, so that's something even, you know, within the last year, actually, we've, we've gotten super conscientious about. There's been a lot of decisions I've made. Uh, like, for instance, I was very reluctant for several years to buy even more newer equipment. But I've just kept my guys on old equipment, which I thought, to me, was fine. I, I grew up broke. I grew up poor, so I was fine <laughs> running crappy equipment. And that's, that's a big risk and a big decision to buy new equipment. But I knew that my guys would love it. Of course, who doesn't want to run brand new equipment? You know? But at the right. same time, I was forcing them to come to work and work in crappy equipment. And you can also get a lot better talent too. And that's an example that I'm using. There's so many other examples. I'm not telling everyone to go buy brand new equipment right now. Sure. It's sometimes in different points in your business, that's smart. That's not smart. Maybe renting stuff is better. That's not the message I'm getting. That's just an example I'm using. Yeah. But yeah, as, as decisions are made, if you're trying to grow and scale and build a team, then you need to really be thinking about how is this going to affect the downline. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it it <clears throat> to use the language that we use inside Gathering the Kings Mastermind. Six figure is this warrior mindset. Seven figure and above, this this kingship or this kingdom yeah. or this king that you're becoming. And everything you just described is definitely a quality of a king. Where it now becomes more than just me. I've got to take care of those that are around me. Obviously, the team, your family. You're buying back your time your community, your church, like all these other things that you're concerned about in, in the king role, as opposed to the warrior, you're just trying to survive, man. Oh yeah. Just trying to make sure yeah. you make it out of the battle alive. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. How do we make it to another day? How do we make it to another Friday? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Good stuff, man. I appreciate the, the just vulnerability there. You've given us so much good stuff already <clears throat> in the speed round here. I want to ask you a couple questions. We'll try to keep short answers, but I'm notorious for asking for more information. So <laughs> yeah, if, if we take all your divisions, all your different companies, and we dwindle it all down into one trackable metric, one thing that you would be able to track in all your businesses forever and ever, what's the one metric? That I should be tracking or that I that you, that, that's If you could only, if you could funnel it all the way down to one, what would be the one? Uh, so I, I guess what, what we focus on the most is like, I've, we know our numbers so well that we need we know exactly what we need to produce every hour of every day and and so we look at that daily um we look at what did we produce today what was our profit margin what was our loss margin because we still have days that we lose and that's what keeps the needle moving forward so i'm still in the business enough that we're tracking that and we're looking at that very very closely sure. especially with we've the last couple of years we've made a lot of changes through all this craziness that we're going through and so, you know, we're being very critical on that point and we're, we're rewarding the guys accordingly. <clears throat> love that. Love that. Love that. It was attached to the team, which you already said was how you made decisions. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all coming. They, it's all, go ahead. A lot of folks don't share their numbers and stuff with their guys. And I think that's very important. I think the guys need to know what they're capable of, what they're putting out and they should, they should be re rewarded accordingly. Uh, yeah, I, I think we probably do a whole show just on that. There's a mindset there. <laughs> that's a, that's a long rabbit hole to go down. It is. It is. We'll <laughs> we'll 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 save the save the day on this one. But I, I'll leave that for for folks that want to reach out to you after the show. 
But in all seriousness, it, it is true. It, it is. It's definitely something that comes from from our generation and coming up into business. It's it's more performance, but there's also a greater upside for them as well. And so bringing them into more of a own ownership perspective or a mindset is, is huge. And I think it makes a, a big wave uh, for them. Like if you're really if you're really cared about them, for sure. In, in a lot of ways, you're looking to to move people into that role as long as as long as they've. I don't know, done things to, to put themselves in a position, I think, to, to, to be like that or to whatever the role that they have, it, it may yeah. or may not make sense, but most roles it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of my guys are entrepreneurial. So a lot of them have already owned their business at some point or want to someday. So I think it's really good right. to be transparent. And, and I'm very transparent across the board, but I think it's really good to be transparent with them, especially on that. And especially those guys that have that mindset because they want to know what, what the results of what they go out and do every day are. They yeah. want to know if they're moving the needle forward or backward. And sometimes it causes a little bit of competitiveness between the teams. Sometimes, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, put a, you put a bunch of guys together and, and put, a, put some sort of a measuring stick somewhere. Oh, yeah. For sure. The rest is history. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which if, if done in the right way, you have, you have competition and health and, and growth as opposed to maybe the latter of war. Um, yeah, that's right. It definitely needs to be done healthily for sure. Yeah. What book would you recommend, John, for a six-figure business owner? We've talked a lot about their mindset. What book can you recommend for them to help get out of or to grow? Yeah, man. I, I love Contractor E-Myth by Michael Gerber. He talks a lot about it, everything we've talked about today of Everyone goes through a, a very, very difficult time. Like I was talking about, I struggled for a couple of years and of being the guy who's just in the business, running the business every day, then having to make that transition of taking a step backwards and working on the business. It's, it's a very, very difficult transition, especially for a lot of us guys in the, in the, in the blue collar industry. Yeah. I'd like, yeah, cause you're, that. cause you're a skilled tradesman, right? You know how to do 100%. it. Yeah. You're probably yeah. just as good, if not the best, right? That you know. Yeah. 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 So it's hard to hire someone to do the thing you're doing and you just step back and run a business. You then have to learn a whole nother skill set too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Running the business is, like you said, another skill set. And there's a big difference between good, being a good tradesman or a technician in the e myth language. Yep. So, yeah. Great, great recommendation. Do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs? Now, yes. The okay. first several years, no. The first couple of years, I didn't at all. I didn't even, it wasn't a thought. I thought, well, let me get the best clients. Let me right. network with them. And then I realized, I don't know what the hell I'm doing about running the business. Let me learn <laughs> from other people who do, you know? Yeah. So, and that was, and that was awkward at first, right? Like talking to other business owners and being vulnerable with them and explaining some of the hardships you're going through and stuff when they're really doing the same exact thing and, and or have been through that and can give you great knowledge yeah. and then the last several years i've really started to enjoy that I've, I, I intentionally seek out lots of conferences and stuff like that that i can go to to network with other folks and learn from other folks for sure yeah i think that's a very very key element to especially the transition we're talking about when you're working on the business to working in the business yep that you need to have those partnerships with other other folks to kind of spitball ideas back and forth with there's guys, I mean, just how long have there been business owners around? I mean, people have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years. Why are we trying to reinvent the world, the, the wheel, and do all this all ourselves when people out yep. there have the knowledge of what we need? Yep. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I love it. I love also again, just so vulnerable, just willing to share. This is why we created the show, man, for for guys like you to be able to share because it's real. The fact that you didn't, and and it's interesting. I did the same thing. I was all about networking, but I was trying to get clients. <laughs> same right. thing that 100%. I was sales, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, and they, that, I just goes back to the, what I just said. Like we're we're all a lot of us, especially technicians, we're all this same mindset. Especially starting out, we all have the same pattern that we go through yeah uh, learn from folks who have done it already and just accelerate that yeah and i was foolish and didn't know that i wish i did but here we are here, yep <laughs> here we, here we are we can only take what we know now and, and make good decisions that's right <clears throat> regarding running your business we've talked a lot about working on as opposed to in right now the way that you do things if i if i took away everything as far as your time you only got one hour each week to work on your business how would you use that one hour to successfully run your business like you do now? Yeah, that's a very good question. I haven't thought about that before. If I only had one hour throughout the week to keep pushing the needle forward, yeah, I would just have a one hour a week meeting with the team and get, get feedback from them about what was going on and what I could do to make it better and pump them up, motivate them, keep them going. If, if one hour was all I could spend, it would definitely be with the team on how to how to help them. Yeah, 100%. They're the, they're the driving factor. All right, last question, John. If you lost it all, all four divisions, all four companies, all your guys, all your equipment, it's all gone, what do you do? Starting back over from fresh, huh? <laughs> well, I would just, I'd start right back where I was on day one, but now I have all the information to do this so much quicker, so much easier with such less burden. I mean, I'd literally just start back with doing some marketing, getting some work and getting an amazing team from day one and yeah. moving forward from there, documenting every single thing we did. Uh-huh. That's right. Along the way, before you probably even got that first client. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's we'd, we'd start writing things down while we were trying to get the first client. That's right. how do we go get the first client? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I love you. You you shared almost the the most practical things about the the to-dos yeah i i i i can know I, can, I know a lot about your personality it's very similar to mine in that way where it's like the the very next thing for you was action not necessarily mindset although the mindset was kind of embedded in well i just started again a hundred percent yeah but the practicality that you gave of well i need to do some marketing i need to get a new client i already know not to waste my time with terrible people. I'm just going to go find good people right away and invest right away. Even if money I don't have, I'm going to invest right away in good people. That's right. And and then I'm going to write everything down as we go. And that seven figures plus will be be back before I know it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it could happen so much faster than what I did it in with, with having the right mindset knowledge and, and the right, in the right team. We've been through a lot of, a lot of folks yeah. and we've got a solid team now. And I wish I would have got to them a lot sooner. Yeah. Love the perspective. And, and, and I was I was scared to hire great talent too, because talent all comes are. with money. But dude, people don't cost you money, man. But you think, well, I gotta hire this guy and it's gonna cost me this much money. Well, dude, they can produce it. Folks don't cost money and people are so afraid to hire great talent because they come with a salary. But that's part of it, man. And and they're gonna produce their income. Most great folks know what you're paying them and they know what they need to put back and they're, they're going to go hustle and get it. Yeah. They're going to go get it. Yep. I love that. That, that scarcity, that fear is so real. Uh, we, yep. as you said earlier, it, we have this trajectory, we all go through it. 
And I think at every level, <clears throat> there's this, you're hiring good people, you're, you're putting another team. And then the next level is, okay, now, now I need some key roles. Now we're talking about maybe a potential six figure role. And that, that's the same mindset all over again. It's like, oh, geez, now I need yeah. somebody at that level. And then potentially it's, it's a, a high level executive. And you just have these very key decisions along the way. It's the same mindset though, each time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every one of those breaking points, you have the same amount of fear, the same things you got to worry about overcoming, but no matter if it's entry level or the executive you're talking about, it's just, it's the same, same burden. Yep. Exactly. And if you've ever come to it with the, with the entry level guy, you're going to overcome it with the executive. Yeah. That's good. That, I mean, what you just said is so, so simple. Like, of course, if I can yeah. do this, I can do that, but we forget. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It's easier we to forget. say, right? It, everything's always easy to say, to do <laughs> completely different thing. But yeah. as long as you fall back on, Hey man, I did it before I can do it again. Yeah. I mean, just take it to the chain and roll with it and take action. Yeah, reach into that cookie jar, as David Goggins says, right? That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Got to pull out those memories of, of championship activity. John, you've been incredible here today. How can one of these guys or gals connect with you, learn more about what you're doing in your business, or maybe they just like you, they want to get to know you? Yeah, man. Just just shoot me a, a message on Instagram or something. It's jseman111, J-S-E-A-M-A-N-111. That's my social media everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It's awesome, man. Thank you for your time. It's been incredible getting to know you. Dude, the way that you share is raw. It's real. Yeah, um, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, oh, today. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. If, if, they were, if they were listening today, they will be changed. Sure. They may have heard That's you today. Fair. I don't know if they were listening, but if they were listening, if they, if they, if they really got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you changed some lives today. So thank you for that. We wish you absolutely nothing but success in all that you put your hand to, my brother. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.